This week's episode of One Shot was brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. We are Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. You'll have to forgive my hoarse voice, I am freshly back from Metatopia 2015. Just in case you haven't heard me rave about Double Exposure's annual game design festival, let me tell you, Metatopia is one of the most wonderful experiences in gaming. I had a fantastic time meeting the game designers, playtesters, and heroes who came out to the show. I have a lot of exciting news from the show that I can't wait to share with you, but first, I want to talk about this week's game. This week, I have the distinct privilege of presenting to you Shinobi Gami. Those of us who regularly track indie games or Kickstarters know that recently there has been an influx of role-playing games translated from Japanese. Many of these games have made their way to us thanks to a translator named Andy Katowski and his partner, Matthew Sanchez. You might remember these two from their successful Kickstarter for Ryutama. You've also probably seen Andy's work on taking on the Herculean task of nearly single-handedly translating Tenra Bansho Zero. These two have done a fantastic job of bringing us stunning volumes for some of Japan's most fascinating role-playing games. Shinobi Gami is no exception. It is a beautiful work of art. And of all the games that I've seen come from Japan, it's easily my favorite. Shinobi Gami bills itself as a modern ninja battle role-playing game, but it's so much more than that. It's one of the most fascinating and intense story games that I've played in months. Even with the brilliantly boneheaded crew that we managed to scrape together for this one shot, the game's dramatic sensibility easily took root and brought forth a fantastic story, and one of the better dramatic games that we've played on one shot. The stock scenario that Matt put together for us straddled the line between the high action intensity of Feng Shui and the dramatic tension of L5R. If you like story games, drama, or just ninjas, I definitely recommend you pick up Shinobi Gami. You will not be disappointed. Before we move on to Patreon, I have a very special announcement. I'm very happy to announce the One Shot Podcast Network will be welcoming two new contributors to our family. Alex Roberts, who you might recognize from the Critical Success episode on sex, and her work on the Tabletop Superhighway podcast. And Megan Dornbrock, who hasn't integrated herself into the tabletop media scene yet, but I know you're going to like her ideas. You can look forward to their new shows, Backstory and Modifier, coming in 2016. Now I'd like to take a moment to thank a few of our backers on Patreon. Cat and I didn't get a chance to get together for this particular list, so I'm only going to name a few people so that we can catch up and do it together. Matt Hoadley, thank you. Eric Wellens, thank you so much. Andrew Miller, thank you. Kate, thanks Kate. Brian McKittrick, thank you. Gregory McCausland, thank you. And Sean Illingsworth, thank you so much. Once again, a huge thanks to all of our backers on Patreon. You make so much of what we do possible, and you're helping secure the future of a bigger, better One-Shot Podcast Network. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, First up, a voice that should be familiar to all of you by now. 
Tyler Davis. Hey, Welcome to the James. show. Let's learn a little bit about your character this week. Who are you going to be playing for us? Okay, I will be playing a character by the name of... Cot- or, or, well, first name, Cotton. Uh, last name, Sh- Shimon. So, Shimon Cotton. And she is of the bloodline of Oni. She is a female, of course, because I said she. Uh, <laughs> she is... Let's go with... Um, she's 33... Cool. Well, well, give us give us an idea of uh, what she looks like if we're putting together in her heads. So I kind of want her to be like the female equivalent of, for whatever reason, Conan O'Brien. Uh, so she's very tall. Um, she's not necessarily imposing looking. She's she wears like jumper, like a dark red jumper on her on her body. She's got like hair that is very shortly cut, and it has kind of like the Conan bob to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's no indication to the average observer that she is a ninja. Right. Is this correct? Right. Um, she's she is um she kind of makes her way as a traveler, so she kind of prides herself in although she is kind of like taller than the average person one, yeah. per, person, she still tries to like blend in so she doesn't have any like identifying uh, like, uh, markers, identifying markers, markers. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, as Mike pointed out earlier, privately to me before the game started, uh, game recognize game. So, game recognize game. if another ninja's walking around on the street and they see your character, what is the thing that they pick up on that lets them know that she is a dangerous opponent and is not to be messed with? She does not move her arms when she walks. So her arms, like she, that character in Seinfeld. Uh, yes, Mar- Marissa Tomei. It wasn't that? No, wasn't Marissa? I've Tomei. never seen that. Was the that was the Broadway actress who didn't swing her arms at all when she walked? Uh, yeah. So she, yeah, she uh, keeps her arms very straight at the like almost always at the ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone were to if someone were looking, they would see this person who's not like swaying their arms in the slightest, and it's like this is kind of weird. She's kind of got an overall tenseness to her body because she's kind of like always on the ready cool cool yeah. so always poised always poised there it is perfect okay uh so brett now we're ready for you <laughs> oh hi now hey, you so can this contribute. is brett uh oh, thank brett's you. a great thank guy you, hey, what's his character like tyler why don't you just take over the I'm whole thing give, yeah, me, that, give me that sheet of oh, excuse paper me. <laughs> excuse me sir i am also here hello <laughs> we're, we're gonna get to you <laughs> Let's keep organized for now. Brett, uh, who Just, are you going to be playing for us this week? I'm going to be playing Maxwell Akiyama. Maxwell Akiyama is part of the Hasuba Ninja Army. But Mac- Maxwell, his his general appearance is that since he's a businessman and uh, he is in, in high finance as well as his ninjiness, mm-hmm. he, uh, he wears a slim fit suit, very thin tie. He's got thick black hair. Uh, that's spiked, but like in a professional way, you know, like he's, 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 he's 37 years old. He's a male. Um, and everything about him is, is, uh, seems kind of like ripped and foreboding and put together. It, it's a sort of model like, but then if you zoom out the camera, he's 411. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. As, as we were saying, uh, he's uh, walking down the street. He's an imposing figure. Does that scream ninja to everybody? Is he broadcasting ninja to other ninjas? Um, you you can see that uh, he he moves he, he doesn't he does swing his arms, but he <laughs> he moves in a deliberate way. And I think that the, his the fact that he's in shape, focused, and then moves in a very deliberate his you can tell he has good body control. And I think that's what screams out to other to other ninjas that that he uh, he probably practices in the martial arts. 
Excellent. Can okay. I, can I add something to Absolutely. Actually, this is my in. time. Well, okay, I, this is my time. Since Brett elected to cede his time to Tyler earlier <laughs> when he spoke, when Tyler was speaking. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to make this a little bit more. I'm looking at like the graphic for uh, the Oni, mm-hmm. uh, and they've kind of got like facial marks. So I'm just going to say that she's got like two cascading like triangle marks coming down from her eyes down to her chin. And so they're, it's just like a, a patch of darker skin right below her eyes. Would like, this read to somebody as like a facial tattoo or would they see that and go, oh, that's an odd birthmark? Um, odd birthmark. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Are they symmetrical? They are symmetrical. Yes. Odd birthmark. Uh, real uh, odd yeah. birthmark. <laughs> very, very, yeah, very particular birthmark. <laughs> All right. We'll cut back over to Brett. Is, oh, anything else that you would like to add no. about your character? As, as far as anything on the face of my character, you did remind me that, um, He's been trying to grow a goatee for a long time, but it, it looks at, at most like something a sixth grader would be able to grow. And so Max, Maxwell Akiyama is, is currently uh, facial hairless, but he, uh, it's not because he shaved. Is that a shot at me? Are you taking a shot at me right now? No, your, your goatee looks beautiful. <laughs> your goatee, your goatee, goatee looks, looks really unkempt, uh, but, but beautiful. Let's, uh, move on to Mike McDowell. Mike, welcome back. Hello, it's good to be here. Mike, you got to get up on that mic. I'm already in character. Uh, (laughs) I'm here on this podcast, and I'm speaking loudly enough for the microphone to pick me up. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Mike, who is your character? Uh, Who are you going to be playing for us this week? My name is Floyd Charbonneau, and I am a 47-year-old Caucasian man who teaches English at a local high school. And I also teach a after-school self-defense class. And of course, I'm a very distant relative of the Kurama Shin clan. (laughs) Now, originally hailing from Big Flats, Montana, (laughs) I came came back to uh, Japan to follow my heritage. The Kurama Shin clan are said to be descendants of the legendary Yagyu Jubai, who still seems to lead the clan. It's said that all modern martial arts have their roots in various fine styles of these ninjas that aim to root out corruption and prevent the resurrection of the Shinobi Gami in order to protect the mundane world. Wow, you just you just hit the audience with a lot of exposition, but that's good. It's informative. It's it's, informative. You're going to get a lot more exposition by the time I'm done, so I hope you all are taking notes. What does uh, what does Mr. Charbonneau look like? Charbonneau is a tall, lean whip handle of a man. <laughs> He's got leathery skin from years of the sun and eyes that have seen its fair share of heartbreak. And yet, through having his heart broken, he continues to search for love. He wears a lot of denim and he looks like Willie Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great. All right, so we'll be learning more about Mr. Charbonneau as the game goes on. And because uh, this week we have a guest GM, I will be playing a character, uh, and the character I am playing is Yata Kagami. Uh, she is a young woman who looks to be in her early 20s or late teens. She dresses in black. Her hair is very dark. It reminds you of mahogany wood. Uh, it, she keeps it flowing free and loose around her head. It moves as she walks and moves her head. She's got a very dangerous look about her. All of her clothing is very fine and refined, but it also looks like uh, she's not conforming to wherever 
you are. If you see her at a fancy party, if you see her at a cafe, she looks a little bit out of place and significant. She is wearing dark sunglasses, and nobody who is familiar with her would have ever seen her without them. And Game Recognized Game, the way other ninjas would know she's a ninja, is when you see her in a room and turn your head, uh, she's almost in every direction that you look. Uh, It's impossible that she could have crossed the room in the time that it took you to blink, but she did. And that is my character. Uh, So... We are going to move on and introduce our GM, Matt Sanchez. Matt, thank you so much for joining us on One Shot. Yo, man. No problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, Matt, why don't you introduce our audience to the world of Shinobi Gami? Okay, cool. So this is a Japanese role-playing game that I have translated. It's a really intense, dramatic game of ninja modern combat you guys are playing ninjas in the modern day in japan and uh, you guys are full of missions and secrets most of them do not mix well so things are going to get interesting real quick i think yeah so this game will play in about four hours secrets will be revealed and people may or may not be who you thought that you were okay uh so with that baseline of information about the setting and everyone else let's start playing shinobi gami Okay, the game has four basic phases. Uh, we're going to do the, the uh, introduction phase, the main phase, the climax phase, and then the ending phase. Uh, during the introduction phase, every player will have uh, one scene that will introduce uh, them to the, uh, to the scenario at hand, kind of explain how they are involved. Okay. During the main phase, we're going to go around and we will do uh, one scene each. We're going to do that three times, and then we're going to go into the climax phase which is where everything comes to a head. We'll have one big battle, and then we will resolve everything in the ending phase. Let's begin the introduction phase. Let's start off with Maxwell Akiyama. Yes? Um, You are standing outside of an old ancient ruin, an old temple, and that you have just come out of. In your hand, you are clutching a small black mirror. As you, you turn around and you're looking at at the um, the ruins, they they begin to collapse, and and from behind you, in the moonlight, a cloaked figure appears over your shoulder, breathes, and he says, "Ah, oh, my son, you have done well. You have retrieved the mirror that I have asked you to bring. I cannot take control of it, but in three days, I need you to bring this to me, to my corporeal form, to complete. Well, just bring it to me." And you shall be mm, richly rewarded. Sounds trustworthy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I will bring um, it to you. Thank you. Um, and you know this that this cloaked figure is Kale, mm-hmm. the, uh, an NPC that I will be playing. Um, and he basically uh, there's like a subtitle at at the bottom of the screen here where it shows your mission, uh, which is uh, you have stolen a small black mirror. Keep the mirror. Um, and give it to Kale at the end of the main phase. Okay, let me just put this away here. And I put the mirror into my my side, the side packet of my my incredibly good looking suit. Uh, <laughs> somehow, without a speck of dust or, or sand, despite the fact that I just came out of ruins, I brush off my my shoes a little bit, and with a, uh, a pocket uh, shoe shiner thing, I, I get them back to a rich black. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and Kale um, exhales real deeply and real, real sickly. He's like, I will send you help, but be careful for the other clans. They are aware. 
Oh, don't worry, Kale. I've been learning a lot about these guys when I've been building all these robots. You don't have to worry about that. I'll get them. Very well. And, um, and, and in, in your mind, you see two flashes of, like, the identification of, of like, this vague sort of weird memory of, of Floyd Charbonneau and, and Yata Kagami. You, you, you kind of understand who they are in, in this weird flash, and he says, these, these two, I have... I can see them in your future. Beware of them. Willie Nelson? He coughs, and uh, <laughs> and he starts to, to fade out. He says, I will seek you out in three days. And he disappeared. He's gone. All right. I um, immediately pull out my phone and call essentially the Uber of helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's already hovering somewhere around. Um, Right when I get on the helicopter, even though it came there in five minutes, I went, you're late. <laughs> I don't pay you the kind of money I pay you to, to come pick me up like this. And then as I fly away, I'm just thinking to myself, God, Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> you want to listen to Willie Nelson? Who would ever thought? Helicopter driver. <laughs> uh, now, on everybody's character sheet, um, as, as I introduce each, each of these characters... I want you to write down their names in the people chart in the lower left. Okay, interesting. So next, I'm going to uh, let's go to Karen. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um it's like midnight on on a school night. Uh, what what is what is Karen doing? I have choice of like I I would say that Karen is since she's kind of nomadic to begin with. She's kind mm-hmm. of in a non consequence location. Let's go with on top of. A uh, a roof of some kind. She's uh, scribbling away just the cityscape that she sees right now. Okay, so she she she's scribbling away mm-hmm. and she looks down at was at what she has drawn, and suddenly like the the buildings, um in in the drawing, it it doesn't seem like what you have been drawing all this time. Suddenly it it it's like this weird non Euclidean geometry that that appears in in, in the. Uh, in the art that you've done mm-hmm. and um it draws you in almost physically and you you see like this weird writing and um and as as you read the words like this weird it does it's not even a language it's just like these shapes are imparting information into your brain mm-hmm. and in in your mind you see a, um you see a, a businessman with a with a logo on his on his lapel of of the of the Hasaba financial group mm-hmm you just you understand that this man is your your ally you 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 must seek him out um and assist him this this is your calling okay ooh okay cool so as that like i i see this the shapes forming and i the Im- knowledge is imparted on me and then uh i snap back and i guess i'm looking at i snap back to what i was looking at the drawing is the drawing and i'm just kind of like breathing heavily and then if the camera is on me you see like a set of come up or like a body come up and um the voice that you hear is the exact same voice of myself and it's like you must find the man in the memory and i look up and it's uh just another double of myself since she's a traveler she has to occupy her time with talking to someone so with she talks to herself she talks to herself that's rad (laughs) that is Totally cool. And, and so, so we both sort of like make eye contact and we do that very trope anime nod and then we go off to find the businessman. Perfect. And as as you both jump off the building or whatever, the subtitle has your mission, which is help Maxwell make sure that Kale receives the black mirror and succeeds in his ritual. Okay. 
That that person, that double of me, can I call her Sakura? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, I like that you have different names for yourself, too. <laughs> that is oh, cool. That's, that's rad. That's pretty cool. In the main phase, the way that these NPCs and stuff will work is that um, when, when you make your scene during the main phase, you can come up with NPCs and you can do whatever you want with them. Okay. Um, however, my two main NPCs, Kale and somebody else that will come up later, okay. um, those are kind of my property. That's fair. So... You know, you can ask me to if 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 they can appear in a scene, and I'll, I'll almost always say yes. And okay. um, same thing with the other PCs. Um, you you can ask the other players if they want to appear in your scenes. So yeah, so you you have you have total free reign with coming up with NPCs and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, now Yata Kagami. It is midnight. What is Yata doing? So Yata is out at a dance club right now. And I've got a little bit of an introduction for her and why she would be here. We see a dance club full of people, uh, young people in Japan. There's crazy lights and music going everywhere. There's awesome fog cascading from the ceiling and laser lights everywhere lighting it up. And we focus in on a young woman with pink hair who is blushing furiously, looking around and silently sipping on a drink. She's watching a group of her friends in the middle of the floor dancing, but she is too self-contained to move at all. She can't bring herself to do anything. And then suddenly, sitting across from her is Yata Kagami who looks in her eyes. They make like a connection of eye contact across the table and the girl blushes a little bit more. Yata lowers her glasses. We can't see it happen, but there's a little bit of reflection of light uh, coming from her eye uh, that the girl sees. Uh, She brings her sunglasses back up and the girl stands up and Yata and the girl are dancing together. Uh, People on the dance floor make way for them as they are twirling and rhythmically jumping around. Uh, The girl is laughing and suddenly there is a circle of people around both of them watching them. Uh, And we cut to another part of the dance floor where we see Yata again dancing with another person, a young boy. and Yata dancing together. Uh, these two dance circles come together and suddenly Yata is gone and the boy and girl are dancing together. Uh, and we cut to the second floor of the club where Yata is watching the dance from above, smiling and sipping a drink. That's awesome. So how about how about while Yata is dancing with, with the two, suddenly while, while she's dancing, they both like at the same time kind of lean in into her ear and Yata hears this rasping voice saying, you know, you have done well, my son, you have, re- you have retrieved the mirror. And basically Yata can hear everything that Kale had been telling mm. Maxwell. And so at hearing that, you know, in like this weird split second realization of what's going on, you know, uh, halfway across Japan, she she snaps out of it, and that's when she's looking from up above. Yeah, yeah. So it, it cuts to her above, like uh, she's replaying uh, the message again and again in her mind. Uh, she looks at her drink. Um, it's very still on top, and she sees her reflection in her drink. Her hand tightens a little bit around the glass, and in a sec- she places it down on the table, and in a second, she's gone. Perfect. And... Um... The emission comes up, a subtitle at the bottom. You need to get that black mirror back into your possession 
by the end of the scenario. Okay, and last. But uh, certainly not least. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Charbonneau is teaching class. I'm sorry, what, what, what class do you teach? I teach a self-defense and self-esteem class. But also English during the day. I teach English during the day, but a lot of these are just students I see in my English class and have uh, identified them as people who could benefit from positivity in their life and uh, also some exercise through the form of self-defense. And uh, was that okay. does that answer your so, question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it is midnight. What are you doing at the school right now? Wait a second. I'm teaching a class at midnight. Yeah, it's my class. Well, I don't yeah. know. What, what what are you doing at, at at the school at midnight? Why why are you here? Uh, I'm just locking up. I stayed a little late okay. after uh, the class ended. Let's say the class ended around nine thirty p.m. That's when their parents came and took them home. Okay. Then um then as as you're locking up a door um suddenly you hear a voice that uh, just out of nowhere from behind you say, "Mr. Charbonneau." Who goes there? Char- Charbonneau swings yeah. around. <laughs> it's a young woman wearing your school outfit and and um it's it's a girl that you can't tell if if you've ever seen her before she looks familiar but it, it's almost like you have face blindness when you look at her she just looks like a nondescript Ooh. normal average school girl it's a little late to be at the school young lady i'm i'm looking for somebody have have you seen her and she holds up a a photo of a of a, of a, of a young woman that you've never seen before no, I have um, never seen her before. Um, she looks into your eyes and she says, "I, I, I know who you, who you are, Mister Charbonneau. Let's let's not play games. I, I think that you have seen her before." No, I'm, I'm telling you quite honestly, I have never seen her before. <laughs> and I don't know um, what you know, but the, tread the way carefully. That, the way that she like squints her eyes, you instantly know that she is a ninja as well. Uh, her name is Leona. Uh, game so everybody can write game. her down as an NPC. I'll write her down. There's people in my little handbook. Leona, are you on social media? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> says, I have a Facebook. Well, uh, there, I don't have time for this. No, look, this whole mirror thing that's going on, I don't have time. I, I need to find her tonight or just, now listen, if if you see her, you better let me know. If If I found out that you're lying to me, I will kill you. If I find out that I'm lying to you, I'll kill you. <laughs> this is look. This is a school where I am a teacher. And you bear the clothes of a student, so I suggest you tread carefully for the second time. Properly admonished, she she just she kind of stands back and grimaces, and she says, "I will I will find you again later," and then uh, jumps away. And then after she jumps away, Floyd Charbonneau says, I will find you again later. (laughs) (laughs) Darn, I should have said that faster. (laughs) That was not canon what was just said. (laughs) Okay. I will not speak for you. After she leaves, the the words, this this whole mirror business kind of echoes in your head. (sighs) And then then from behind you again, somebody else steps out. Jesus, what is this? Step step (laughs) out from behind Charbonneau Day? Ah, uh, Floyd. So you've met one of the players already. Turn around. It's 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 one of your um, one of your clan leaders. And oh, he doesn't have a name. Um, you don't know his name. He he appears whenever it's inconvenient for you. That's that's about all you know about him. He's higher ranking, correct? Yes, correct. Sir, I've met a player. You say? Yes. There's a strange 
game that's going on right now involving some sort of mirror. Um, I will need you to uh, to find this girl. I think that she's going to need some help. Uh-huh. And um, he hands you another photo um, that looks very much like Yata Kagami. He says, look, find her, help her. Something has happened at, at one of her shrines that uh, we kind of lost. Um, apparently it was holding something that should not have gotten loose, and we need to get it back. If you can just ca- take care of this, it'll need to be done within three days. But I will make sure that you're uh, very handsomely rewarded. Sir, a reward is not necessary. My service to the Karamashin clan is a reward in itself. Yes, yes, that's that's why we have you. Always taking care of this stuff for us. Good here, good here. Now, I have got meeting to get to, so I am going to leave you. But if you have any questions, you know how to reach me. I will send you, I'll shoot you a Facebook message. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Well. And uh, then he uh, steps back into the shadows. If anybody else is standing behind me and wants to come out, <laughs> just go ahead and do it. Are you happy with your wireless service? <laughs> uh. <laughs> the Verizon Ninja Clan. Get the, get the heck out of here. The most feared and hated of all. We told yeah. you you weren't allowed on school premises anymore. <laughs> well, they also have the best coverage, so that's why, you that's why they're, all, everywhere. they're everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, if everyone's done stepping out from behind me, I'm going to hop on my Harley and head back to my place. Think about the things that have been said to me today and meditate on them. All right, and um, and so the, your mission appears at the bottom. Uh, you need to take the black mirror into your possession by the end of the scenario. Yes, sir. Everybody's after my black mirror. Yeah. So I, I get on my Harley. Excuse me, your black mirror? Uh, yeah, it's in my pocket. I'm pretty mm. sure it was in possession of the Karama Shin clan. We'll get to it when we actually. <laughs> All right, yeah, but anyway. Uh... Okay, so this is the end of the, of the introduction phase. Next, we will move on to the main phase. Uh, we will start with... Um, with, with one player, we'll, we'll go clockwise, or, or, or you can volunteer to go next, or whatever you want to do. Uh, every, every player will do one scene, uh, and um, if you take a look at your handout, uh, you, you, at the top there's a, a main phase. What you can do, uh, you have two options. You can either do a drama scene or a battle scene. Um, however, in order to activate a battle scene, you must have somebody's location. And a location is a mechanical term. Um, if you look on your people chart, there are three different checkboxes. There's uh, location, secret, and ogi. Uh, these are the three things about somebody that you can learn. Um, okay. Once you learn them, then you will check them off. Once you learn somebody's location, then you can engage them in a battle scene. Um, otherwise, you will be doing a drama scene. And uh, your, uh, your goal in each drama scene um, you, you will create a scene, you will invite whoever you want to be in it, and then you will try to either uh, recover one hit point that you've lost, or you will try to obtain somebody's information, such as their location or their secret. And your third option, which I highly recommend for this first round that we're going to do, is an emotional bond. Um, you can make positive or negative emotional bonds with somebody, and they are extremely useful because if somebody with whom you share an emotional bond ever learns a secret or an ogi or a location, you instantly get it. Oh, cool. Uh, um, in addition, uh, if you have a, a positive emotional bond some, towards somebody and you're in the same scene as them, you can give them a plus one to their role. And if you have a negative bond towards them, then you can give them a negative one to a role. Okay. Uh, it's a very useful. And lastly, if 
somebody with whom you, you share an emotional bond is pulled into a battle scene, you can hop in with them to either help or hurt them. Just you can you can just transport there. Yes. Yeah. Just hop in. All right. Yeah. But but yeah. Uh, but for right now, I mean, I, we can't do any battle scenes, or at least the first person who goes can't do a battle scene because they don't know the location of anybody, right? right. Correct. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I highly recommend that that everybody. I either starts going for emotional bonds really heavily at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, or you know if if you if if there's somebody secret that you really are curious about, then you know that's a good option as well. I will start off though with a a master scene. It's a what that's what you call it when the, the game master decides to do his own scene. Okay. So I'm going to do a master scene with Leona, uh, just to show you how how it works. Uh, so I'm going to roll on the scene chart. It is rolled. Buildings stretch out in rows below you. From here, I bet you can see the whole city. And so, let's see. Leona wants to... Can Karen join me in the scene? Would, would that be okay? Yeah. Okay. So, Karen has just stepped off that building and is, is I assume, she's jumping from building to building to get to um, to get to uh, to Maxwell to meet up with him or, yes. or what have you. As one normally um, travels. Right. Uh, and and so, um, as... as Karen is jumping from building to building. Suddenly, Leona is standing in the middle of, uh, on, on the top of one of these buildings, kind of waiting. And Leona says, um, Karen, it's you. It's, it's, it's been a while. I know her. I know um, her, yes. Yeah, I'm going to say that, that we do. Okay. Leona, I didn't think that uh, we were on speaking terms. Well, something big has come up, and I think it's time that we throw aside old old feuds the mirror yes i saw it i and at this point at this point i'm going to um i'm going to roll a skill okay um and so let's do memory i have memory circled so i'm going to roll so i would need a five or higher and i rolled a nine so i succeed so what this means is that we're going to each roll at 1d6 and then consult the emotion chart so i rolled a one and I rolled a six. Okay, so this means that um, uh, you will write on the on the emo bond portion of that people chart. Okay, you're going to choose either fanaticism or murderous intent, as shown on that emotion chart. Um. So fanaticism or murderous intent, and that is what I can have towards you. Yes. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I rolled a one, so I can either feel sympathy or doubt towards you. Okay. Oh wow! All right, no, I'm going to take murderous intent. Like we don't like each other. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. then I'm going to choose doubt. So uh, when we saw each other, and I was like, like we haven't spoken in forever. I did that whole thing with my fists very poised, but also very clenched. Nice. Okay. Cool. And so now, um, so seeing that, now, um, now, um, that, that, now that must have struck you because you know her her arms are usually. Right at her side. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> never <laughs> elbow, never bent. <laughs> so, um, seeing that, so um, Leona was like, "Well, you know, I, I thought that it was time to to throw away our old feud, but now I can see that that uh, we we will never be able to let bygones be bygones." I would agree. <clears throat> well, let us hope that you do not cross my path again. Do you have something to impart upon me, or is this? A waste of my time. I am trying to get to meet a man. Only a warning. You better stay out of this. Stay out of this. All right. I am beyond a grown woman. 
All right. I can choose where I want to go. And right now, I intend to go right through you. Very well, then. So be it. And um, so then, I guess at this point, they can, they'll, they'll charge at each other, and then this is where the scene will end. Okay. Uh, well, we Red. can just leave this ambiguous. We, we can, just like Fiasco, we can come back to this and, and continue it, or we can just, um, it, you know, the, wh- whoever makes the next scene can okay. just... Um, like step can, into know, the fallout of that or whatever? Right. Exactly, yeah. Now, um, the cool thing about drama scenes is that you can do like a drama fight, you know, where there's no mechanical damage or anything. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's a dramatic fight and and one of these three options are, are, are resolved. Okay. Jeez. Okay, so does anybody want to go next and create their own scene? Yeah, I do. Um, I want to do a drama scene with Floyd. Okay, so go ahead and roll on the on the, on the scene chart. Okay, going to roll the scene chart. Excellent. So I, I got a three on the scene chart, which is, is this a dream? This seems like the past. I will never forget what happened. <laughs> I am going to do it. Now, do we have to do our emotion rolls before the scene starts? Because that, that, it seems to me like they inform a lot of what the scene will be. Yeah, that, that's up to you. I, I like to play up to the point where it matters. Well, it just seemed uh, like there was murderous at- intent that we discovered right yeah. before, right, like yeah. right after we had already had a peaceful scene between them. So, mm-hmm. in, in interest of uh, playing out what we're going to be given, uh, let's let's do that emotion roll now. Sure, absolutely. So, what I, I will have you um, roll a skill that you will that you will be using during the scene. Okay, I am going to be rolling seduction. Oh yes. Awesome. Uh, and so I just make I just use the regular roll macro that you've created for this, the two d six one. Uh, yes, correct. Okay, well, you got it. I I, I friggin nailed it. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, now that because because uh, the other one was with an NPC, they both had to roll on the emotion chart. Um, um, that will that will always happen. Okay. So, so should uh, th- that's that's what I meant is that I think we should roll on the emotion chart now. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, should I be rolling the emotion chart or just Mike rolling uh, the emotion chart? Both, both, uh, yeah, both characters will they will each roll one d six and then check the chart and then decide how they feel. Okay. What does the uh, plus and the and the minus signify? Um. Well, if you look like, for example, one is sympathy or doubt. So, you know, if you sympathize with somebody, it's more of a positive emotion than, oh, okay. than doubting just, somebody. It's just saying if it's positive it's just, or negative. Yeah. Okay. If, if you have a positive uh, emotion towards somebody, then you can give them a positive bonus later. And if you have a minus, then, you know, you can give them a, a penalty to the roll. Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready to begin. You rolled a four. So do you feel loyal or contemptuous? I think we'll we have those options now because I'm either fanatic or murderous or murderous intent in this scene. <laughs> All right, so and you're trying to seduce me. Yeah, or now that now we wrong. know what our options are, let's play the scene out. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, so, mm-hmm. Mike, oh, okay. since since the scene is set and it's supposed to be a dream, why don't you describe to me the location where Floyd's heart was first broken? All right. Well, that's going to be a little bit of a doozy. Go for it. You know, before Floyd found out that 
he was actually a long lost ancestor of the Karamashin clan. He worked in a Sam's Club <laughs> in Big Flats, Montana, and he had a he had a relationship there with a female member of the Sam's Club receiving department. They mm-hmm. take large pallets that come in and uh her name was Jody and he worked in the claims department which is a department in Sam's Club. I don't know if you're aware of this, but anyway, mm-hmm. um they they kind of had a workplace romance. It was it was furtive and their manager found out and uh Jody was let go. So this relationship ended in your manager's office. You're both pulled into the manager's office, explained that your relationship was inappropriate. We had been caught on the security camera. <laughs> Just going at it. We uh, we made passionate love in the bulk juice section <laughs> of the Sam's Club, aisle eight. And um Perfect. Uh so you are in this office. You recognize it well. You feel incredibly small uh, as you have been put here. Uh, you're looking. Uh, you are dressed as you are now, but it is though you have stepped into the past. Uh, the chair behind the chair in front of you uh, is a you know high back swivel chair where your manager normally sits. You are struck by a feeling of loneliness and loss. As soon as you enter this room, uh, you don't remember how you got here. You just remember that you are here now. You hear the voice of a woman in the chair in front of you. Fuloida. Um, your memory is bubbling and sparking a little bit. You know Japanese. Yeah. You know who you are. But uh, yeah, someone just said your name in the chair in front of you. What's, what's this? What's this dark sorcery? This is the man that fate would send to me. Slowly, the chair rotates around, and you see a young woman with dark hair and sunglasses looking at you. Why are you sitting in the club manager's chair? You're not Randy. (laughs) Where's Randy? There is no Randy anymore, Floyd. There is only you and me and the memories that make us up. Floyd, I need your help. Well, for starters, I need your help. I need you to get out of Randy's chair, because if he catches you, I'm already in trouble. (laughs) I was caught on the camera. Perhaps this illusion was too much, Um, and the walls start to fall away. The desk falls away. It is you and this woman standing on a plane of infinity. Uh, You see yourselves stretching in infinite directions around you. Thousands upon millions of copies of yourself, thousands upon millions of copies of this woman, and she's leaning on her hand and looking at you in the eye. Game recognized game. (laughs) (laughs) Am free for now, but that will not last long. I depend on you, Fuloida. How can I help you? By the way, this is a hell of a thing you've done here. This is really cool. Look at all the Floyds walking around the Sam's Club. Are these all like different paths my life could have taken? Indeed. That's cool. And yet, despite the infinite possibilities that this universe possesses, we are here together in each one. Wow. It's like we're in the Matrix or something. You ever see that movie? I have not seen the (laughs) Matrix, Fuloida. I have not seen many things. I have spent most of my life away from the world. 
but I crave it so dearly, Fuloida. You're Yata, huh? You know, I had a, um, I saw a picture of you. Indeed. Apparently I'm supposed to help you. Many have seen me, and I have seen many in turn. Fuloida, I need you to help me. There are those that would possess me, those that would try to destroy the thing that guarantees my being. I depend on you. Looks like we may be after the same thing. Just so you know, there was once a woman that depended on me. She depended on me to keep our love secret, and I failed her. And uh, her her hand caresses your cheek and wipes away a passionate, honorable tear that was falling <laughs> down your face. It's awfully dusty here in this multiple reality room you've dang built. Indeed, some of it seems to have gotten in your eye. Floyd, let go of the past. Oh. And you like she starts to oh. fade away and you wake up in a cold sweat in your bed. Oh, oh damn it, Floyd. I thought I buried the past. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's end the scene there. So um, how, how are the emotions? <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm definitely feeling uh, a fanatic attachment to Floyd. I believe that destiny has drawn us together. Interesting. And I'm feeling quite loyal to this to this vision that came to me in my dream. Awesome, awesome, very cool. And gave me a second chance. Cool. All right, who wants to go next? I think that gets uh, gets back to Maxwell. Maxwell is uh, going to be in a scene with Karen. Okay. All right. Go ahead so, and roll on the scene chart, please. Um, right. While that's happening, um, if I am in a scene with someone else, does that mean that the previous scene that I was in is already resolved, or is it taking place at a different time, or is that kind of just up in the air? It, it's kind of up in the air. Okay, cool. All right, I um, did the scene chart roll, and we got four. Um, again, so buildings stretch out in rows below you from here. I bet you can see the whole city. And, um, let's see, go over to emotional chart. This one I do, a. um, well, for first two, you know, choose a skill that you will be using in the upcoming scene. Ah, apparel. Okay. Cool. And, uh, oh, you failed. Me? Oh, well, oh, you, you rolled a 1d6. So, uh. Um, no, that was Tyler. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So go ahead and roll 2d6 and see if you, uh. Um... Alright, 2d6. Need to get five or more. Hit it. I got a oh. 10. Cool. You got it. Okay. Alright, got and a 10. So, yeah. So now, yeah, you guys can roll on the emotion chart now. 1d6 each. Okay. I got a 6. And I got a 1. Wow. There's lots of hardcore, intense emotion going on. Yeah. yeah. Fanaticism or murderous intent. Oh, my God. We will see. <laughs> we will see. So, painting the painting the picture here, uh, the scene was building stretch out in rows before you, below you. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was actually the the um, the same sort of mm-hmm. scene that you were at before. So yeah. we can just pick it up where it left off. You okay. just well, actually, uh, and you you can help advise me on this. Karen just ended a scene where like they were essentially, if I understand understood correctly, they were essentially in like the Mortal Kombat pose where they were just they were like charging at charging each other. at mm-hmm. each other, and they were both. Yeah. 
Is is that has that already happened by the time that this scene's happened? That's up to you. This is your scene, so you get you to can decide. set it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I come upon that. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I'm not going to resolve that for you because I I think that'll be that'll be neat. But um, I come upon that, so I guess that means Karen and um, Leona are both in the scene. Um, so they're they're jumping building to building. Uh, Karen didn't know it, and Leona didn't know it. But even though Karen was jumping building for building building to building to get to mine, my business owns several subsidiaries, one of which actually owns that building. Okay. So I got a call from uh, from my security saying that you know shit was going down on the roof. Okay, and I checked my pocketbook and just thought you know I, I didn't schedule anything on the roof today. <laughs> we we have a pig roast tomorrow, but rooftop pig roast, rooftop pig, pig roast tomorrow. Hawaiian shirts mandatory. Yeah, mandatory. Okay. We're gonna have a we we ordered huge boxes of those little umbrellas to put in every drink. <laughs> Um, but that's not today, which I thought was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, I helicoptered over there, and in usual fashion, to get onto the roof, I dropped from the helicopter and just <laughs> landed on onto the roof. So that's how I came into that. Okay. Uh, and so this fight is still going on. Uh, yeah you you just you just came at each other. Okay. Uh, so Matt, I, I I'm guessing you're going to be playing for Leona. Sure, absolutely. All right. If I'm in control of this, I guess, I, Matt, w- what's going on here? So, I, I see, I, I imagine that um, Karin and Leona, yeah, like you said, but we're jumping from building to building. We're, like, knocking each other into windows that are shattering and then, you know, and, like, throwing a shuriken at each other and just, I guess, causing all kinds of mayhem and just yelling out, you know, dramatic ninja things. And for all the mayhem that's happening and, and windows, all I can think about right now is those are my windows. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just smashing my windows. And so in... In a way of, in a calmness, you wouldn't normally expect somebody to come to a fight of two people who just jumped onto a building and are smashing each other into windows. Um, I would, I would imagine Maxwell coming in there, being like, "Hey, what, what are we, what are we doing here? What's everyone doing here?" Uh, so then, like, let's uh, let's say that uh, during that commotion, we've kind of like closed in on more of like a close quarters, hand to hand sort of thing, and uh, we're in like. Sort of like a a big rocky, ro- I think Rocky one. Sort of like we're about to like make contact with each other, myself and Leola, Leona, and uh, that's when Maxwell just sort of like boom hits the ground from jumping off of the helicopter, like dust shockwave. And then in a booming voice, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. not necessarily booming. I mean, the four eleven frame can only make so much. (laughs) But yes, exactly. And 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 I like to think because of all the dust, I'm I am adjusting my suit back to its its perfect proportions as I exclaim, "What's going on here?" So then, yeah, like uh, Leona and Karin, they both have like like shuriken or whatever at each other's throats, and they pause and they they kind of like withdraw a few feet away from each other and kind of look over. Memory Man is what Karin hears from Sakura, but yeah. Even though I've seen Karin in my in my head before, uh, I I don't in, I don't register it yet, and I and and kind of brashly, you know, a lot of people call me a lot of names. Okay, all I know is you two guys are coming up here and smashing some windows. I, I would just like to know some answers, and can I use my uh, my strategy of tactics? Or can I roll for that to see if I can start to talk things out? Well, now, um, okay. that's a good question. In, in each drama scene, you, you're, you're trying to do one thing. 
and so you, you already rolled emotion. Okay. So that would be your, your one thing that, that you're trying to get done in the scene. Um, other things like, like getting information from each other. Um, if you notice, that's, you know, the, the only information that you can get is either somebody's secret or their location. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else is pure role play. So, so have- I, 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 sh- I should mention that you, you, you may never, ever under any circumstances voluntarily give up your secret. Okay. Um, okay. You can hint at it, you know, and kind of, you know, um, play around it. Um, but you, you know, you can't just hand over your secret voluntarily or, or say what it is. Okay. Um, uh, otherwise, um, you can role play, um, you know, wh- whatever else y- you, you want basically. Like, you know, if you say, well, I want to hack into, into the Pentagon or whatever, there's no role involved. It's just, you know, you, you, you do it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I, I I'm over there and I'm starting to talk things out, almost like a almost like a marriage counselor mediator, and I'm like, listen, you you both you both seem like nice girls, all right? Uh, you, uh, this is a very nice this is a very nice getup you got here. Not really sure what you're doing. Uh, I I just don't understand why we can't work this out in a way that's not destroying my building. Yeah, another interloper, Leona says, and then. She throws a bunch of shuriken at your feet and um, and kind of jumps up jumps up and away to get away. And then, so uh, as you do that, Karin's like, "Don't run away from this. Don't do this again. You finished what you started." From from the air where, where she's about to to just you know kind of leave, she says, "I'm afraid I don't have the time, but I would love to. We'll we'll just have to finish this later." You will answer for what you did. She says under her breath. So. Um, I so you said I don't have to to, to roll for things, but I I can kind of use my my skills, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It just you know, just say how how you would use them. Yeah. So I um one of my one of my skills and my scheme is a uh, trap. Okay. And so as Leona gets away, uh, she's already jumping off, uh, going away. But I want somebody to be liable for this. So I have, <laughs> I have uh trapped uh or i i'm gonna use my uh trapping mechanism which since you know my company builds all these robots that have all this uh my main company that is the conglomerate the umbrella corporation which uh uh uh, only gets k1s from its other ones because it tries to evade some taxes uh it (laughs) makes uh robots and so one of my robot arms goes up and and tries to uh, hold karen in place and I'm thinking, you know, everyone can jump around a city and have fun. I get that. I get that. Kids want to do things. I understand. But when you start shattering glass, when you when you start making these marks, I mean, I'm supposed to roast a pig up here tomorrow, okay? And my clients are not going to like glass in their pig tomorrow. My apologies, small man. However, my blood may boil for the crimes of others i i try not to destroy what is not mine i i am sorry so he 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 now getting a closer look at karen realizes that she's one of the people who kale brought to him in his mind uh and he kind of that crystallizes in maxwell's mind and he's he's like knowing who karen is and uh, and he's like i um i don't know if it was a club or something i've um I've seen you before. And I've seen you. In a drawing. It doesn't look like it It was more of in my head, but it happened on a drawing. Feeling his tides are turning a little bit, um, Maxwell, 
even though he still has Karen in a trap, he then asks, so what do you need from me? You have something. You have the mirror. I know that you do. My drawings never lie. Since he now realizes that somebody who is just dangerous on his roof wants a mirror and that he has to hold on to the mirror in order, in order to give it to Kale three days later, he's just thinking, all right, or he says out loud, all right, I think, I think we've had enough here. Uh, and the emotion chart tips toward murderous intent. And <laughs> he, he goes, I, I, I don't. I, I don't want to see you around me here anymore. And whatever you're talking about, you don't know who you're dealing with. You don't. And, you don't understand. I. I am here for the protection of the mirror. You come here. You smash my windows. You make fun of my height. Oh, don't do this. Do not do this. All right. You don't know what you're doing. I, I'm here for the safety of the mirror. I didn't make it as far as I made it in this world. Trusting people who come in guns ablazing telling me how to live my life yeah so as you're like i didn't come here to have this happen to me and then you feel like a small poke at your back and uh a soft voice that is the exact same voice as mine whispers in your ear i am not your enemy and it's sakura oh nice. shit ninja stuff do we have to have a resolution or do we end it there That'd be, um, yeah. <laughs> it might be easier to, to keep the scenes short because we're, we're going to have to do uh, yeah. 12 scenes in total. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might want to just end it here and then, and then figure out what the emotions are going to be. Do we announce our, our emotions to folks? Yes. All right. So I'm, yes. So for Maxwell, I'm, I'm still t- trying to tip to uh, sympathy. And can emotions change or are they established? Um, once, once they are established here, they, they stay that way until you re-roll them. Oh, okay. So you can re-roll. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, that's w- fair. Way too little time to actually tip the scale for me, so it's still no, we're more toward murderous intent. Yeah. I'm cool. Loyal okay. Towards Floyd, let's see. Uh, let's see what your your uh, scene chart rolls. Would you mind rolling for me for the? Uh... Absolutely. I will do so right now. It's so dark. You would think the world had ended. In the darkness, you whisper. Oh, this is cool. These prompts, can, man. Can this be uh, kind of a metaphor? Absolutely. For where Floyd is at right now? Yes. So Perfect. he's just kind of had a lot of visions of the past come rushing back to him because of uh, Yata's illusion and uh, Yata's influence. And in a moment of weakness, Floyd is going to use his skill of necromancy oh. to speak to his old and by the way deceased former lover jody oh my god jody died yeah that's part of the heartbreak i didn't get to it earlier (laughs) sam's club gets a lot more martial in the future years it it, it wasn't directly related to her being fired but that that day later because she was leaving early she was hit by a car Oh, on the way out of Sam's Club. In the parking lot? Yeah, and hypothetically, she would not have been hit by that car had she left at the time she was normally scheduled to leave the Sam's Club. Was it a really nice car? It was an Audi Quattro 2011. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's below what Maxwell would drive. That's, that's 2011. But it was so the it person made. who picks up groceries for Maxwell. This, yeah, we, this is also my, in Big Flats, Montana. Montana. That's yeah, he get, he he grow he only gets locally grown. Mm. And so he take yeah. All right, that makes sense. Anyway, uh Floyd Charbonneau is going to go to the basement of the apartment complex that he is residing in uh where he lives uh with a healthy dispension of the Karamashin clan uh retainer fee. Would that be something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would assume I get some sort of allowance from my 
my family. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, anyway, I've got this kind of uh, basement space, which is kind of a free free area to try spells and whatnot. So I'm going to go try to uh, summon up my former lover, Jody. Also, knowing that because she is deceased, she exists in the realm of spirits and has access to information that oh. might be of aid. Ooh, yes. very cool. Nice. Very, very it's good. also been several years since I've used this trick because the last time was too painful. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right, do I have to roll any? No, I, I just do the necromancy. Uh, um, we'll, we'll go ahead and roll, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll use that to, uh, to play out the scene. Okay. Um, you rolled a seven. You succeed. Uh, you have it circled, right? Necromancy. Yes, I, necromancy. I, it was the one that I picked. Awesome. Then yeah, you succeed. Very um, well. Yeah, the spirit rises from the the chalk pentagram that you've drawn. I assume on on the on the floor of this basement. Yeah, Floyd uses the uh, the technique that he learned from his higher ups in the Karamashin clan when he went through when he went through his t- training and tutelage. But he puts a little bit of his own spin on it. He plays Enter Sandman. <laughs> while he performs this and he wears oh. his black duster yes cool. uh, so there, there's actually like a pile of sand in the middle of, of the chalk circle and and as as ooh. the spirit rises through the sand like the sand kind of takes the shape of of the spirit so you have like this like this sand in the shape of of, of your dead lover of jody jody it's jody. been it's been a new york minute huh <laughs> boy you you've brought me back again and I don't do so under light circumstances. Lover, I need oh, I, you. I, I've missed you. This it's, it's so dark. I wish I could share your pain. What's it like on the other side? I know you've, you've told me, but has your suffering decreased? No. My, my time away from you, it's, it's torture. Jody, I still love you. Please. Please, you, you, you can bring me back for good, right? You know, you you know, I can't. It goes against the Karamashin clan protocol. (laughs) (laughs) We use our we use our techniques for the service of good. And there's nothing good about tampering with the laws of death. I do this only in a time of need, Jody. Is is my is my time away from you justified? Jody, judging from the things from how things are shaping up over here. It's not unreasonable to think I may be joining you soon. By dying. I don't know if that was clear. <laughs> By me dying in a line of combat. I'm not sure whether or not I should be afraid for you or happy for myself. Well, I'll let you figure out how you feel about this on your own time. Right now I've got only so much and my phone is blowing up. Um, <laughs> let me turn this off. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Jody. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, so something got stolen from one of my family's, uh, shrines, currently trying to find, you've, what's that? You've called, you've called me up to use me again, I, I should have known, but that's fine. <laughs> Any chance I have to see you again? Jody, you know, you know, it's not just about, <laughs> it's not just about trying to, you know, I understand. prevent on, the resurrection of the shinobi gami. A cataclysmic event. It's also about seeing your face again. Lloyd, I know. I, I have what you need. You don't need to explain. You always were so giving, Jody. And it was funny because you worked in the receiving department. <laughs> 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 
right, so what 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 uh what Let's... piece of, of of information are you looking for? Would it be reasonable to try and find out who currently has possession? Or, well, or he could also no. learn somebody's but, location but or ogie, right? Or secret too. Uh, it, yeah, your your two options for information are location or secret. And so you you would pick somebody and then look at their secret or just check off their location. Okay. Uh have I I've seen um Karen, right? Or Karen? Uh, uh, anybody that's on your people list, um that's all six characters, uh, everybody is is available. Okay, I would like to see Karen because as a uh, Karama Shin clan shinobi, I have a horrible uh, prejudice towards all Oni, and I'm trying to find. Okay. Right. I, I just assume okay. whenever anything goes wrong, it was a demon. Okay, so so then uh, Jody says, um, Floyd, I have some information that you will want. Oh yeah, baby. The the spirits they've they've been whispering. There's something going on over there. I, I think that you should know. Something escapes her lips. This whisper of a secret enters your mind and uh oh, let's see you can and uh make sure i'm giving you the correct one. Oh shoot that's crazy that's really cool and so oh no gonna, <laughs> that's cool that's uh tyler's right yes yeah. now this is gonna go into mike save that i'm gonna show this to you boom whoa oh whoa and end scene <gasps> can, oh, can, right before the scene ends, can someone on. actually? Uh, James, mm-hmm. you you have a a bond, right? Oh yeah, that's right. We got a bond. Oh, nice. Boom. Oh, what the heck? Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I see what's going on now. That's cool. I like All this. Right. So. <laughs> That's it for One Shot This Week, heroes. But don't worry, we'll be back with the continuation of Shinobi Gami next week. Be sure to head over to Twitter and congratulate our newest members of the One Shot Podcast team, Megan Dornbrock at Meglish, and our friend Alex Roberts at Muscular Pikachu. If you liked what you heard from Shinobi Gami today, and you should have, please head over to their Kickstarter now and give them your support. I really, really want to see this book be the best it can be. Heroes, one of the stretch goals is adding a second setting to the Shinobigami universe that reskins it with a magical girl theme. If you do this for me and back this project so we unlock magical girl Shinobigami, you will truly fit the definition of heroes. I need to rest up my voice because next week One Shot is going to be at a catacon. I will be running a session of Feng Shui along with a session of It Was a Mutual Decision. Kat's going to be there, too, running her own games, so be sure to drop by and say hello. Acaticon is being run by our friends Michael and Caleb from the RPG Academy podcast. If you haven't listened to them yet, please check them out. They are wonderful. Michael is one of the few people in podcasting who is as obsessed with audio quality as I am, and that really stands out in his show. Again, thanks to all the heroes who came out and played with us at Metatopia. It was so much fun meeting you all in person. And thanks especially to the group of folks who played noisy person cards with us. That was so much fun, and I cannot wait to share that game with everyone else. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. 
If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who's looking for fascinating discussion, be sure to check out the Open Ended podcast. Open Ended is a weekly podcast exploring digital humanity from the black perspective. New episodes are available on Wednesdays. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Okay.